We are treated as imposters, and yet we are true. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There is a dynamic, a thing, that I'm becoming known for, associated with, primarily with my fellow clergy in the Diocese of Oklahoma. Uh, and then there are probably a handful of people here in my spiritual community to also know about this thing. And it's something that I'm a little bit embarrassed about, and yet at the same time, not. And it's this. I feel strongly that the question, how are you, is a terrible greeting. The question, how are you, is a terrible greeting. Now, I do not think it's a bad question. I think it's a really good and important question to ask people that you're in community with and that you love. How are you? How are you doing? But it is, as a greeting, you know, when you're seeing something, you're kind of on the fly, right? You're just passing through. It really, you know, it's not kind of the time or the place to ask what I think can be a really profound question. And for some of us, it can be a really hard and difficult question. Now, I've brought this up to people because often, you, and you're going to catch me at this, if you ever ask me, Father Tim Sean, how are you? You might see me sort of recoil a little bit. Again, I'm becoming famous in the diocese for hating this question. Right? And so I'll sort of explain to somebody kind of my thoughts or my philosophy about this. And they'll say, yes, but I, you don't understand. I really mean it when I ask the question. And I say, yeah, I, look, I don't, I don't doubt that. Not even for a minute that you don't mean it, that you really truly care. You really are interested in knowing how someone is doing when you ask. I don't know that a greeting is the right place to ask that question. Maybe it's deeper into the conversation. When you realize you've got a moment, you've got time to really ask somebody how they're doing. And they can, if you are genuinely sincere and wanting to know, they can figure out in this moment, what things can I share? Because honestly, if you all admit, what is the only acceptable answer when someone asks you this as a greeting? Doing great, doing good, everything's fine. Now, I have had my brushes, my experiences with therapy in my life. I've been in and out of therapy for 40 years. Um, and one of those therapists as we were talking about, not this particular issue, but just sort of my interior life in general and some of the thoughts I had about things like this, uh, this therapist said to me that I, I might, could be diagnosed with something that's called dysthymia. Dysthymia. And I said, well, what is that? And she said, this is mild underlying depression. Not big depression, not serious depression, just sort of a little bit that just runs kind of under the surface. It's always there. Well, I liked this, this diagnosis. 
But I think part of what this dysthymia was pointing out towards me is I'm someone that maybe is inclined to overthink a lot of things. Maybe in such a way as to see things as they really are and not do that sort of level of denial that's really important to just surviving day to day. Right? To be oblivious really is a gift. Right, would you all not agree? And so this idea that because I in some way am, am aware of the dynamic of things, that maybe what it creates in me is always a knowledge that things are broken. That things are not as they should be. And so when someone asks me, how are you? What I want to say in the greeting Things are not as they should be. But that would be depressing, wouldn't it? Yeah, what a bummer Father Tim Sean is. Right. And so I say, ah, things are good. How are you doing? Lent is a season that I believe invites us to maybe pull back that curtain just a little bit, to give us permission to answer the question, how are you? with things are not as they should be. Not in my own life, not in many of the relationships that I carry, and certainly not in the larger world. That there is a level of brokenness. And that Lent is an invitation to maybe drink just a little more deeply from that cup. At the same time, Lent invites us to not let go of the possibility of God's redemptive and hopeful work. Lent is kind of putting in the work of, with the way things actually are so that when we lean into the hope of the resurrection and God's mercy and forgiveness and redemption, that we've done it with our eyes fully open. Last year, uh, one of my Lenten disciplines, I was telling Mother Sarah before the service, uh, was to do a deep dive into the music of Tom Waits. I don't know if anybody here in the room is a fan of his music. Um, he is a, a blues singer. It's hard to categorize him in a lot of different genres. But he's very much a literary songwriter. He is not shy away from religious imagery in his music whatsoever. And it turned out to be an interesting exercise. Uh, this year, I thought I'm gonna repeat this, and I decided that what I was going to do this year is in my time in the morning and the evenings, I was gonna do a deep dive into the music of Bob Dylan. But I was gonna do it the hard way. I, I wasn't gonna start with the early stuff that everybody loves. I'm gonna start with the weird stuff that he's done recently that nobody really, you know, sort of has a hard time understanding. And so today, I put Bob Dylan in on my listening, and this album he recorded in 2020, the very first song on the album is called, I Am a Multitude. It's a beautiful song, saying I'm not one thing, I'm many things. And this is my invitation to us as we begin the season of Holy Lent is to acknowledge that we are good and that we're not. 
that often we're not doing well. And that we can, in this season, acknowledge it, both the good and the not good. And we can trust that in spite of it, God is going to love us and care for us, regardless. Listen to what Paul wrote. We are treated as imposters, and yet we're true. We are unknown, and yet we are well-known. We are dying, and yet we are alive. We are punished, but we're not dead yet. We're sorrowful, and yet we're always rejoicing. We are poor, and yet we make many rich. We are as having nothing, and yet we possess everything. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.